Welcome back to Inside the Design Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Zach. And I'm Lee. And in today's episode, we're going to be updating you about our design project on food waste. Yep. So if you remember what we were talking about in our last episode, uh, we just we were deciding to you know how ask ourselves how did how were we going to design a better food system for tomorrow, and what we decided was you know, as the first area to tackle was food waste. And we presented the idea of a fridge that could tell you when your food expires and, you know, even suggest cool recipes to go along with that. So we're doing a little bit more thinking, right? And I was wondering, you know, as part of my own, like, design process, like, okay, a lot of people have access to electricity. So coming up with a fridge like this might seem like a great idea, but it might not be a very practical idea because, you know, food waste doesn't only just come from people who can't afford to buy food. There's also people who don't have the means to buy food. Um, and how do we, you know, address these people? So we were just checking out, right? Like, how much does a average smart fridge cost? Yeah, I didn't know this, but um, the average cost is between two two thousand and four thousand dollars, which is crazy. I. I don't personally know anyone that owns a smart fridge. So even if we do make a, a smart fridge uh, to tackle food waste, yeah, it, actually, it won't be accessible. Yeah, till, it would maybe. be very, very expensive. Yeah. And while we were thinking of this, I thought about the idea. Okay, so maybe our fridge doesn't need to have that much chiller, chiller space. Maybe, maybe there are others. Maybe because. When we didn't have electricity, we were still eating. We were still storing food. So how did we store food back in those days? Pretty sure there are like techniques that we can borrow from those times. And so I was thinking, and I did a little bit of research as well. It turns out that our fridge can be a bit too cold for certain foods and ve- for certain fruits and vegetables. So maybe can we keep them outside the fridge? And maybe our fridge could incorporate space that doesn't require uh, require you know it to be kept yeah refrigeration and you require it to be kept too cold. Um, so it's not like maybe our fridge could contain drawers. Yeah. You know, if you ever thought like okay, so maybe I had a smaller fridge space. But then like under that sort of chiller space, I've got the little drawer which I can pull out. And that drawer is more like ambient temperatures for your, I don't know, maybe your zucchinis or your bell peppers, capsicums, you know, whatever you call them, or from wherever you're from. <laughs> maybe those could be kept separately. Um, yeah, because think uh, about. Oh, oh yeah, sorry, but yeah, um, I'm thinking fruits don't ripen uh, if you put them in the fridge. So like, if I buy a mango yeah. and I put it in the fridge. It'll take, it'll it'll either take a really long time to ripen, or it won't ripen at all. And it'll just go bad. Yeah, other exactly. So the, the, really it's a bit it. of an extreme temperature for food to survive. Yeah. If you think about any living organism, like in any extreme temperature, they'll not survive well. So I looked up into this, and I found that some people actually even recommend storing your fruits and vegetables outside of the fridge in keeping them in like in cooler dark places in cooler dark places instead so that 
his idea. Imagine if we could bring the fruits or vegetables back to its original state, right? So let's say we pluck, or so we pulled up carrots from the ground. What if we stored carrots the same way as they were found? You know, imagine if your fridge had, I don't know, boxes of sand, like ambient temperature sand, and you could store your carrots in there instead of piling them up in the fridge and they get squashed and you can't see them. They could actually even be part of your display. Yeah. What do you think of that? I mean, like, just imagine, okay, like if you had a fridge and then you see like 10 rows of carrots. A line, maybe not 10 rows, maybe a line of 10 carrots. So, you know, that's like staring back at you. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, I, I think of it as a bit of like art deco at the same time. So it's basically a garden, but in a fridge. Garden in a fridge, exactly. <laughs> and, and you know what? That's an idea. And you know what? Like maybe even um, have like little bottles, you know, hydrophonics, right? You can just grow vegetables, which is mm-hmm. water. So maybe we had these little jars where you could just keep your, uh, keep your keep your plants in i mean the herbs that you're going to eat the little green leafy green vegetables that you might have bought from the supermarket and they advise you to maybe pack it in a little damp cloth but instead you just put them in this little bottle and just let them be until and then again they're kind of part of your deco um imagine like a hanging garden of sorts but from your fridge yeah that'd be cool i i guess the only problem with that is that you could only store fruits or vegetables. Like you can't really do that with meats no, or yeah. carbohydrates. Like no. imagine doing that with spaghetti. Yes, but that, <laughs> yeah, no, no, of course not. Um, but I think what it makes us think is like, how can we re-optimize the fridge space? Yeah. You know, instead of everything being in the cold and then getting spoiled. I mean, you have a point, right? Certain foods need to be kept at that temperature, but not everything. Mm-hmm. So how do you create the right spaces for these fruits so that they don't go bad or the vegetables so they don't, you know, go bad. So yeah, there's something to think about. Mm, that is, yeah. Right. And uh, I think you had an idea too, right? On how, on, on why maybe this food waste, uh, sorry, the fridge idea in in the food waste space um, might, we, that we might have a different angle to take on? Yeah, so I, I have a similar idea to uh, the, the storage idea, storage mm-hmm. aspect of it, uh, but I'm not focusing um, in these more developed countries, I'm focusing on less developed countries. Um, because in these countries, uh, 83% of food waste comes from the storage and transportation of these uh, foods. Uh, and it's mainly due to, uh, I was reading an article and uh, I saw some pictures and uh, the, the way people transport food in these countries, they basically just take the fruit, throw it in a really big sack, tie it up and just throw it in a truck and, you know, adios, <laughs> bye. Uh, okay. Obviously, that's not very uh, good for the fruits because they'll be damaged very easily. Yeah, they get squashed upon each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's really hot as well because exactly. they don't have any protection. And and actually, like once one's fruit gets damaged in that situation, it's so easy for the others, mm, to, you know, damaged, to get, yeah. like, especially when you, your food starts to turn moldy and then it just spreads yeah. so rapidly because of that close contact. Yeah. Yeah. So you can see it's a big problem, um, even if one fruit gets damaged. So what I was thinking about is, could I create a fridge, right? Um, like a storage containment unit without having to use any electricity at all? Um, and I was thinking, um, okay, uh, in these countries, they sometimes have uh, make houses out of mud huts, uh, and that keeps uh, everything cool inside. Because if, if you do use metal or 
mm-hmm. uh, any other type of material. Yeah. It gets very very hot uh, in these houses. Uh, but yeah, I was thinking, what what if you what if I found a way to make these containment units out of mud or out of a, a cooling material? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's something interesting. I mean, maybe not entirely out, but something similar yeah. like to that effect, yeah, mud, exactly. right? Because. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I want to bring mud into my house, but <laughs> but I get the idea. Mm-hmm. You know, we could definitely come up with something with a similar material. Is there any anything else? I mean, any similar materials that we could use that could like create that ambient temperature instead, right? Yeah, um, I I don't think I I don't even think that it it should be like a box. Uh, it's just a. A unit, maybe like even grates, you know, um, shelves of wires. Yeah. I'm, I'm just thinking like on the spot here, but yeah. if you just have like a, a box for it and individual food, just so that they don't roll around and hit each other and don't get damaged in the process of transportation, uh, it doesn't even need to be a Oh, so uh, like, like specially designed racks for transportation yeah, exactly. instead of putting them in crates. Uh, or, or sacks. Or sacks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sack of potatoes. Sack of yeah. potatoes, right. Okay, actually, yeah, I, I, I think I can see. So let's just imagine, we, would that mean like redesigning the entire truck? Well, whatever mode of transport it could be, right? Not necessarily your trucks, but well, I, I don't all think the containers or the storage. I think we should just focus right? on the containers because if the containers pack uh, very closely to each other, then we don't really need to, to worry about the trucks. You know? Maybe we'll, we'll check out the average size of a truck. Right, and, and, and see like how many ensure that there's some fit. kind of separation between the fruits. So, oh, yeah, like, yeah. like imagine like if we had a carton of eggs, right? Because they're fragile; they're usually kept in their in their little spots, mm-hmm. right? They've got like a nice little little hole for them to sit in. <laughs> so we, so you're saying that maybe we could do the same thing for fruits and vegetables. Yeah, I, I think that'll be yeah, that's a good idea. Um, the the egg thing, yeah, because when you buy eggs, it comes in this cardboard box and. Yeah each egg is individually kind of packaged. It's, yeah. it's they're not touching each other, they're not, you know, um, being damaged. So yeah, I think if we do that, we do the same thing with our fruits. The only problem with that is uh, each fruit is a different size, like each species of fruits, like mangoes or yeah. what yeah, other common fruits are there? Something um, apples. unusually large or small, <laughs> yeah. they wouldn't fit in, yeah. right? And actually that's an interesting thing because um, a lot of fruits and vegetables get selected based on what they look like, you know. So there's another uh, food waste problem as well because, you know, when farmers, um, you know, go out to harvest their fruits and vegetables, they take a look at, you know, what size, what size my uh, potato is, for example. (laughs) Is my potato deformed? I think we really like the ex- potato because, example yeah. in this. I think last this week we talked about mashed potatoes. About mashed potatoes well. last week. <laughs> right. Um, but, I mean, it doesn't just have to be potatoes. It could be anything, really. So, the, you look at your fruit and vegetable, and then it doesn't fit the size, a certain size description, right? Or maybe the color is a bit off. But it's, but so it's still perfectly fine. Yeah, exactly. You know? Um, yes. You know, fruits and vegetables come in all shapes and sizes. And... Um, and if we're already from part of that selection process, like the harvesting, um, I don't know, maybe I think it's about, what, maybe 10% of them gets rejected, uh, I think I remember reading. Mm-hmm. And then and then it goes to another stage where, um, you know, they get checked again in case anyone, you know, somehow passed 
yeah. <laughs> through the first uh, filter. Uh, and then I think maybe that's like another 15% that gets chucked out. And yeah, so it, it adds up. That, that as, is a lot, you yeah, know. As the food so, goes through all these regulations and all this stringent processes, you know, it, yeah. you and, waste and that's a lot just, of food. That's just in terms of standardization, yeah. right, Zach? I mean, you know, we were talking like, okay, so we're going to have to think about how to accommodate for all these things. And then what about the other, you know, 15, 10, 15% that gets thrown away? What happens to those? Those are perfectly fine. Is there any way that we can gather them and still sell them and still transport them? Maybe. <laughs> I guess that's something to think about. It's a Yeah, no, I mean, like, I think as we were like exploring these ideas and stuff, there's actually a lot of things that come into con- that you need to come, that you need to consider. And and then you realize it's like one problem after the next problem. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and then you want to solve them all, right? Yeah, we just need to be very specific on which um, aspect of production or, yeah, which aspect of food waste we're, we're going to focus on, right? Yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's a big problem. It is a big problem. <laughs> and, and, and there are actually a lot of different ways to look at it and through different lenses as well, mm-hmm. right? So I guess what we need to do, right, that is decide which we're going to tackle, right? So when we um, first started, uh, when we first um, spoke about earlier, um, we said that we wanted something that is accessible by more people, right? And not just serve like a smaller percentage of the population. And so that fridge idea, well, we really loved it, it would only serve people who could afford a small, like small percentage, that, yeah. Right? So how are we going to approach this? Like, what is going to be our design process in terms of selecting who we're going to target, like what the problem is exactly, and then how to find a solution based on those? Like, well, I think going, going off what you said about trying to reach as many people as we can, um, yeah. because if you reach more people, that means that the problem will be solved uh, e- easier. It'll be uh, like a larger impact. It'll be a larger impact. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It'll be a larger impact. So I think we should start from that. Um, and I feel like we should start from people who need it most, people who need food most, um, which uh, is people in these developing countries. Okay. So yeah. we'll focus for like um, on the less privileged mm-hmm. um, societies, right? Yeah. And and you could even be from a developed country and not have access to That's food true, yeah. and and, um, and and food waste is still you know very much a big problem. Mm. So we want to be like as inclusive as possible, at least in in what we're coming up with for a design in this project. So okay, so we know who we're targeting. And then we know that we're also going to be handling food waste and storage, right? Is there anything else that is going to, that we need to be able to shape our design? What do you mean by that? Mm, So we know who we're serving, we know what the purpose is, Mm -hmm. and we also know like which specific uh, category or specific segment of the problem that we're trying to address. Mm -hmm. So food waste, Storage. Are we still going with the fridge idea, or do you think now that 
it's no longer in the form of fridge. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I don't think we have to focus on um, the fridge idea. Uh, I think we should just focus on the storage and transportation. I mean, it could be a fridge if we want right? it to Right, it, could, have, it yeah. could be a fridge. But it could also be some other form of storage or transportation. Um, and I think um, that's something to, to work on. I, I think now that we have uh, a specific customer uh, and a problem to solve, I think it'll be a lot easier to design a product to solve this problem. All right. Yeah. yeah. Do we have any constraints that go along with it? Definitely, we do. Right. Um, depending on where we're focusing on, uh, the cost of these this this thing that we're going to yeah. create it has to be very low. Um, has to be very low. It has to be pr- preferably um, environmentally friendly. Yeah, that's um, another thing. So that's a lot of constraints. Yeah, that we need to think about. I mean, uh, just going off my head, sustainability, yeah. cost, user experience, um, materials, all of these things come right. into play. Yeah. So, so we do have uh, quite a lot of things to work around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun like doing this. So like in the past week, what we've been doing is just like researching a lot. And I think we we'll, might even share some of those, uh, some of our findings with you guys. Mm-hmm. We're hoping to get our website up. Yeah, the, the website is, is the main thing that we're trying to do. It's a lot we'll of use, work. It's, yeah, well, you'll actually really get to see some of the designs that we've come up with. And hopefully like we'll be able to supplement that with uh, additional resources you know for your own reading and you know like just really just share with you like some of the things some of the crazy things that we found and read yeah. and watched yeah yeah because it's i mean we we're talking about it just now before we started the, the podcast but it's it's hard to visualize it's sometimes hard to visualize what we're talking about so i feel like with the website it's it's uh the right thing to do you know yeah. it's um yeah, to you can help, see you, to help you see exactly, like, you know, just uh, instead of just hearing what we're talking about, you'll also get to see um, what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of that, right, we were thinking that we actually had a couple of questions. Yeah. So uh, are we going to introduce a new segment? Let's, intru- let's introduce it. Yeah. We will have these questions, right, as they come along. So what we realized, right, as part of like doing this is that we had like, a couple of questions, right? And Zach had some pretty interesting ones, you know, we were asking each other, right? So one of them was like, how do you come up with a design idea? Are you asking me the question or are you interested in <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm doing both. Okay, sure. Um... Well, okay, could you ask a question again? I just forgot. <laughs> oh you just me. forgot, okay. Um, how do you come up with a design idea? That's a, that's a very hard question to answer, but I will start with having a process. Um, right, so what is that process like for you then? Well, in school, uh, since I was a teen, well, I still am a teen, okay. So, <laughs> since I was in school, uh, it's been ingrained in us to research, develop, and make. Those are the three main um, design processes. Uh, and you can go into detail with that, but research, obviously, research a problem, like, like what we're doing now and what we're talking about. Uh, we have to research the problem and find a specific problem that we want to solve, right? Once we have that problem, uh, we can start to develop it and, uh, sorry, We'll have a we'll have a few initial ideas first. So we'll have like our fridge idea, and we'll have this storage thing that I was talking about. Uh, maybe we'll have a few more, and we're just gonna cut down 
uh, right. kind of like the process of food waste and, and food in general. Right. At, at every um, part of the process, we cut down. Yeah. Uh, everything gets filtered out. Everything gets filtered. Yeah. All the unwanted things are filtered. Right. So yeah. with like there's different iteration each time. Right. Actually, unknowingly, that's been the process. Right. We come a couple of ideas, and then and then and then from there we see like what what are the good aspects. Not the aspects that we like and think will work and then take it from there exactly so right. so you're starting at a place of not okay i have this idea what can it solve it's the complete opposite it's i have this problem how can i solve it using a product and if you already know what you're going to make from the starting line i can kind of guarantee that your product is not going to be great and it won't solve the problem so it's it's kind of diving into a pool. You don't really know what's in the pool. Right. You kind of have to explore. Put your goggles on. Yeah. Get your scuba tank and explore inside. What, what, what's what's here? What, what else can I find? Um, maybe this idea is great. I'll combine it with this one. Um, yeah. And that's kind of, I guess, what we've been encountering so far, right? Because we thought the fridge idea was amazing. <laughs> and it sounded like a lot of fun. And it was cool. And it was revolutionary. And, and yeah. But, but... Did it have like practical, um, you, you know, like use, usability, <laughs> practical use? There we go. Um, maybe not so much, right? Um, it was a cool idea, but then like through thinking about it even more and researching even more and then, you know, asking ourselves and like, observing, you know, uh, uh, absorbing like storage habits you know, across um, different cultures, countries, etc. We see like, oh, you know, there are actually different ways mm-hmm. for doing this, right? Like more traditional methods, perhaps, or more modern methods, or whatever it is. But there are different ways, and we we, we try to see like which the ones that are applicable. And, exactly. Yeah, you pick and choose, and right? and once you have uh, the final idea, obviously you develop it more, and you create a final problem. Now, I want to ask you because. Uh, you, you haven't done design in school, so I'm interested. How do you come up with designs? Because I, I know you do come up with designs for your company <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> you're showing me some pictures. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I guess maybe I never really formalized that process, right? And for me, it's sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm sitting in front of the computer and I'm watching my cursor go around in circles because... I don't know what I'm doing or I don't know what I'm thinking. Um, I, but I like to take some time, you know, and um, sometimes I call it like, call it like going down my wormhole for a bit. Uh, I'm the kind of person who needs like, maybe some time alone to process my own thoughts, you know, before, before like then presenting them out. Um, so I do use that brainstorming technique. Um, so Zach and I, you know, been talking about a lot of things. But what I like to do is like take some time, a moment before to reflect on what, you know, some of the own things that I might have in my head. And then when I'm ready, like I'll come out and I'll talk about it. And we just throw like any idea is acceptable. You know, just throw around whatever. Um, it might sound crazy at first, but then you're like, actually, is it really that crazy? <laughs> you wonder, right? Um, and you know, sometimes creating a design, you might not really know where you're starting with from the beginning. Like you might have an idea in your head. Sometimes I'm like lucky, you know, like I know exactly what I want. And then it, it translates perfectly. 
There are times where I think I know what I want, but then it doesn't come out. It doesn't come out the way I envision it, or like the idea is so perfect in my head, but for somehow, for some reason, I just can't recreate that same feel, you know, to like whatever medium, whether it's like paper, presentation, or whatever, or even drawing, right? Um, but then, then you play around with it. Maybe sometimes you need to, to redo things, and you know, or or like do something, and then like hit the control Z button, <laughs> you know, many times because it's like ah, it's it's not looking good. It's not looking good. Like try again, try again, and I think, and that's like an, an iterative process, right? So the more you do things, you see what works, you see what doesn't, right? And after a while, I think what happened was, uh, I got it became a bit more intuitive. Like I knew, maybe let's just say, like for an example, in terms of presentation, like I need to frame like certain key ideas or, or be able to sell something, right? Sell the idea, like, like what is like a key feature or what is like a key point that needs to come out of it. Then you begin to see, like you put yourself maybe in the the viewer's mind. And you pretend like you're them, and then you get to see, and you get to understand. You need to know, like, what is it like that is of matter to them, right? And yeah, I guess that's like finding the the problem and who you're designing for. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't really realize any of this, like, formally. You know? yeah. And then, like, when I start talking about it, and be like, oh, actually, yeah, there's a lot of things that you know I guess that wasn't formalized but then it, it made sense mm. it was a like pretty I think effective way of thinking about it but then sometimes sometimes there is no process and sometimes you know you just get inspiration from somewhere like sometimes it just strikes you and those are great moments uh, I don't know if, if you've ha- if that's happened to you a lot Zach but where you just well, like yeah for, for my last project um I hit a wall. I hit a yeah. a creative barrier. Uh, yeah. I had to design a, a product, and it was coming. It was coming to my deadline, and I was a little bit worried because I, I I had I tried everything. I tried all the ideas. I did so much of research. I just didn't know where I was going with it. Um, but I think that deadline kind of put pressure on me, and it was like, okay, just choose an idea right now and develop it. And that's what I did. I developed it, and within a few hours, I had a final design. Right. You know, uh, after days i think maybe even a week, a week and a half yeah. of not having anything yeah. just trying out different things but just just like that you know just in a, yeah. a matter of hours i just came up with a final design yeah and i developed it and it's crazy right yeah got, got a final right there yeah i mean i've had i've had similar moments as well like i i knew exactly what was i was like not exactly what I was doing but you know I set up a process I knew that this had to be in there and this had to be in there and this had to be in there and then going along with it and then suddenly suddenly I was like oh no you know like I think I can is this something suddenly something comes to mind yeah. and he's like oh no like I think I can actually do this and then like everything else like that had started like get scrapped <laughs> and then this new thing you know, it just like comes in and it works and, and a lot of times I'm thinking like man like how how am I going to do this like I can't see it like you know like yeah I think that that flow and that realization that like oh my god I do have a design I think that comes with time and, and practice yeah yeah uh, seeing what works with each other yeah. you know 
identifying yeah. the problem at its core. Yeah. Like why 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 am I why am I making this? Like what's yeah. the point? You know. Yeah. Of doing all of all. Of yeah, this? I think it's just, just like ask yourself questions. I'm um, like, why are we doing this? It's exactly the same thing with you know what we're doing like today with the fridge idea, mm. right? We just started probing a little bit more. Yeah. Right. Just asking questions. It's the best way to get ideas flowing. Yeah. yeah. To look around, you know, there's a lot of source of inspiration outside, around you, um, things that other people have done. And sometimes design is like, yeah, about creating something completely new that doesn't exist. Or building on something that already exists. Yeah, I guess there are, there are two aspects to it, um, in my opinion. Um, it's either you solve a problem. Well, no, you know what? There, there's one design is solving a problem and whether you do that by creating a new product to solve that problem or improve an existing one doesn't really matter like as right. long as you're solving it like if i want to redesign my um my air <laughs> air conditioner remote yeah uh because it i, I hate my air conditioner remote. it's too small uh, there's so yeah. many buttons but if if i redesign that um I'm solving the problem of it being too complicated and frustrating to use. So yeah, I, I think that's what design is. In my opinion, what, what do you think? What do you think design is? Well, good design I know is just being able to take something and then taking whatever else out of it until it until it's just that, you know, like good design is good functionality. Um, and of course, you know, as we always like things that look good Right. Um, so it's a mixture of that functionality plus good taste, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fine, simply for me. Like. And, and it's always great when it has like a bit of that X factor to it. The, like, so, what, what do you mean X factor? Something that's, you know, there's just something that you just can't get enough of. It's like a wow factor? Like yeah, yeah. 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 Like, I, I know, guess that like, comes in with like the user experience. If, yeah. if you like um, using something, like I, uh, let me think what I like using. <laughs> this might take a while. Oh, is there nothing that you like using? <laughs> um, I guess my phone, oh my God, not to, yeah. I don't want to be a, what do you call it? A, I don't want to sponsor anyone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, my, my phone connects to my computer which connects to my watch, you know, it, it's, it's yeah. all, if, if I edit a, a note on one app, it'll just automatically do it with everything else. And that, that's just like- so that convenience. You know, it's so yeah. convenient, yeah. That convenience is something you really you treasure yeah. the most. And it's like the experience as well. I, I don't want to be frustrated if I open my computer and it's like, oh my gosh, I forgot to put my notes into my yeah. computer, you know? Yeah, so it's just, it's the experience as well. Yes, yeah, so it's a lot of things. Signs a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, like, I, I think like, if we talk about like inspiration and what's good design, I actually really like you know, some of these little stores that sell things that you never knew you needed. Like, like have you ever like walked into Daiso? Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just mind boggling. Like you come up, you go inside and you find things that you never knew you needed. And they're not expensive things, they're just Yeah. And, and then you're like, you never knew you needed and then you're like how did I live without mm. this for so long? I think that's good design, right? Sometimes, sometimes, because sometimes people don't even know that there was a problem. Yeah, because yeah, you, you, you right? just get so used to it, you know? You get so used to it, exactly. And then you, you find out that it's actually, hey, this is actually a simpler way to do things, <laughs> right? I yeah. guess in that case, you need to take a step back and just look like, okay, what can I improve? 
So, so yeah, my, <laughs> going back to my point, mm-hmm. it's not even about improving a product. It's about trying to solve a problem, you know, by... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Simplifying, <laughs> simplifying good, everything. Good design yeah. is about simplifying things. Yeah. Okay, so it's about simplifying things, functionality. Mm-hmm. And maybe a little bit of uh, aesthetics. Aesthetic, that X factor. Yeah, X factor. <laughs> <laughs> we can't sell something at least it looks good yeah. <laughs> you can put it on my table and yeah. people can say wow what a, what a wow. nice thing what a thing <laughs> yeah well I mean we hope our fridge wouldn't be something like just a thing um, we yeah a $2,000 thing $2, just in your house yeah. right <laughs> this, this is funny because you know you could actually just use what you don't have to make something that you have that Can makes sense. Can <laughs> <laughs> you know how we were just saying like you actually don't need to put like some of your fruits and vegetables in the fridge. So you could actually come up with like simple ways to just store it. You know? Like could just mean, be a container. How, 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 did, how did people do things a uh, hundred years ago? Yeah, exactly. They didn't have fridges. They didn't, right? No. So I think that's something worth exploring. It was like even more is how do they do these yeah. things, right? So a lot of them are like and we're not trying like with the fermentation and canning and uh, preservation type techniques, but just how do they keep their stuff? Mm-hmm. Here we're like living in colder countries as well. Um, you just put things out by the window. Yeah, it's free. Right? <laughs> Those ambient yeah. temperatures. So it's interesting. We should try to find out ways that we can do things without without like having the cost. technology extra yeah yeah, so yeah just stri- strip things back to the to the basics exactly you know? right and yeah what i think we if seeing... we if we look back at history and see how people did it back then then that would really um inspire us yeah because then we can combine maybe with some modern techniques mm-hmm. with sort of age-old time-tested <laughs> methods right yeah yeah all right it's an idea Wow, look at us coming up with ideas on the spot. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be pros by the end of this. Yeah. All right. Should we wrap up? Yeah. Sure. Well, thank you well, so yeah. much for. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. Go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, thank you, whoever you're, you're watching or, sorry, like listening. Whoever you are. <laughs> thank you for listening to our podcast. Yes. Uh, if you would like uh, to listen to more episodes, please subscribe to Inside the Design and Spotify. And I think some other platforms do. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, look out for us. We're yeah. inside the design. Um, we're hoping to get our website up soon. So soon, yeah. It's, you know, it's still a bit like under construction it's at a the big moment. Task. Yeah. It's a very big task. It is. But, but we'd be super proud to show you uh, the things that we've come up with. <laughs> you know, we'll introduce some. Also, maybe like mention like some of the other cool things that are happening outside worth checking out in terms of design. Oh yeah, sure. Right, that yeah. have influenced our own designs. Yeah, we'll, we'll put that on our website. I think that'll be cool. Yeah. Website will be good. All right. All right. Well, join us in our next episode. We'll hopefully, I think by then, be finalized finalized our design. We'll probably have, uh, yeah, a, a, a few ideas at least. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe to choose one in the episode. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll, you know, even if you have any questions as well, actually. Please email us. Yes. At in the design dot. No, 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 oh, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, inside. <laughs> we're always getting the names. Yeah, on. yeah, I know, right? Okay, we're called Inside the Design yeah. now, officially. Okay. So what's what's the so you can contact inside, us at Inside the Design dot zl at gmail We'll leave we'll leave the email. That's Inside the Design dot z 
Z L L at at gmail.com. Yeah. Please leave any any feedback, any questions, anything at all. We'll be so happy to hear from you guys. Yeah, if you guys have any like specific questions we can help answer or even talk more about design. If you have like any curious questions as well in terms of what we're doing, please go ahead. And please share this with your with your friends and anyone you know, because that helps us a lot. Just a lot yeah. more exposure. <laughs> yep. All right. Okay, thanks, thanks so much, guys. Bye. See ya.